Welcome to Referrals and Rants, your podcast about business development and sales, because it's not just about having a pretty business, but actually a business that brings in cha-ching, cha-ching, sales. I am your host, Antoinette Miner, and I thank you for joining me today. If you find that this podcast is of value, please share with a friend or two who have a business or are looking to get into business, and let's jump right in to this podcast. What's good? What's happening? What's popping? Referrals and rants, gang. I am re-recording this episode because I listened to myself the first time and I was like, girl, allergies is kicking you in the butt. So I apologize if I have the stuffiest nose of life. Please charge the season, not my heart or my head. But anyway, let's get into this episode. Um, We're going to talk about negotiating. And I really didn't think I wanted to get into this topic this soon, this quick, because it's a loaded topic, number one, um, but I had a situation where someone asked me if I was negotiable a couple weeks ago, and I thought, this is still in my brain, this is still in my head, so let me just tell the referral and rant listeners what it is, what it do. Um, I'm going to break this up into a series, and I know I said that probably on two other episodes, that I was going to break those topics up into series as well. Charge my head, not my heart. But I, I'm serious. This one, this one is going to be um, a series because this topic is multi-level. And I was putting my notes together, thinking about what I was going to say, what I was going to tell you. And it just came down to this big old long rabbit hole. And I knew I couldn't fit it all into one episode. And I didn't want y'all to listen to that long of an episode. So we're going to break it up. This first one is going to be about the benefits of negotiating, also when and why it is acceptable to negotiate or when you should not be negotiating. Um, And I'm going to tell you my personal story about why I can't negotiate right now. And then the next episode will be about how to negotiate. If there is a third layer to this after that episode, then there will be a third layer to that. But I felt like I needed to tell you the why, the, the who, and the what. And then next week, we'll tell you the reasons how, how to do it. We'll tell you how to do it. So let's start off with the story. Oh, wait, no, no, no. You know, Macy is here. I don't know what she's doing. She's in the background somewhere, as usual. Um, And I also wanted to say this, too. As minority-owned businesses, sometimes there's this thing floating around on the internets and the interwebs about, you know, people always wanting to negotiate minority-owned businesses, but they don't do that with white businesses. And that is absolutely untrue. Um, All businesses negotiate, all businesses barter, all businesses see the benefits of it, and they see the negatives of it. So please remove that from your head. Um, it, It also comes from a place that we shouldn't be asking black business owners to discount or to negotiate. Um, But there, I will say this, people are more comfortable asking their own to negotiate or to give a discount or get the homie rate and I understand that and there's a perfect time and a place for that but um, just understand that you have to figure out when it is appropriate to ask for that and just like we're asking our counterparts for discounts and negotiating 
they're doing the same thing. So I want to debunk that myth right here, right now. So that way you can get the benefit of negotiating for your business as a business owner, as opposed to, you know, asking someone else, somebody else for negotiating. This is more so to empower you to negotiate. This is more so to empower you to allow your potential customers and potential clients to negotiate because there is a benefit to negotiating. So you just have to see this as a positive um, and put a positive spin on this and then you won't feel so bad about the negotiation process or even so asking for what you want and even saying no when the negotiation cannot be done. Sometimes it's really our own fear that we have in ourselves that does not want to negotiate or does not want to even say the, the, the price we really want in our heads. And that is just a whole nother story in itself. So let's remove all of that from the situation and talk about negotiating with a clean slate. So a couple weekends, weekends, I'm just saying that because it's the weekend right now. A couple weeks ago, um, I was talking to someone who I do know. We um, have known each other for a little bit of time. And I'm going to tell you why I was proud of myself, but also how I could have handled the situation differently. Um, We talked about a proposed partnership plan that we were going to do together. And I gave them my price. Now, this is something I will share with you in the next episode, but I... So proud, pat myself on the back for having created a set price list earlier in the year because when we were talking, I had that in front of my face and I was able to put together a pricing package plan just from looking at what I said I was going to do and what I had put down on that sheet earlier in the year. So I gave them my price and we continued to talk and I, I, I was sensing the feeling that that wasn't going to be um, a good number for their budget, but that's okay. We, we lose deals all the time or, you know, it may not be a a good fit in the moment. Um, and so we, after the conversation ended, the person says, well, good for you for standing ground on not being negotiable. Now the homie in me was like, well, Verizon won't negotiate with me, so I can't negotiate with anybody else. And I meant that when I said it, but in a perfect situation, I probably should have come to the table with a price that was above what I really wanted and then was able to negotiate them down to what um, I really wanted or to go negotiate down to the price that was set for myself. So that way that person felt like they won and then I felt like I won. But this all just goes to show you that negotiating does have a time and a place and sometimes you just are not able to negotiate Y'all hear her? Hold on. So I have a neighbor who walks their dog in front of my house every day, multiple times a day. And I swear that Macy, I swear they do it on purpose because they want to see her bark. And she only barks at this particular dog. But anyway, that's a whole nother topic. What I was originally saying, um there's a time and a place. Sometimes you're just not negotiable. And right now I'm just not negotiable. I, in order for me to take on any other project, I would have to outsource some of my work, which is because I'm at capacity. So my, my packages moving forward have to be more expensive, expensive to account for that. Um, and we'll talk in the next episode about how 
you can explain that to the client like in order for this to take place I have to get extra hands I have to um, you know maybe get a graphic designer I have to outsource on-site staff and make sure that you're satisfied so you're positioning and packaging it in a way where it doesn't seem like you're just being greedy for money because sometimes when a client looks at your your number they're thinking especially for me well you're just writing Instagram posts all day or you're just writing captions all day when in reality it's not just writing captions there's graphic design there's engagement there's um, research there's the the software you have to pay for. So, you know, Canva, PaintShop Pro, Adobe Illustrator, PD, like a social report, all of that comes out of my account every single month and I have to account for that. And now if I get the extra help, I have to figure out what to, I have to figure out how I'm going to pay for that person or um, extra people and extra hands. So right now I'm not negotiable, but what would make me negotiable um, would be the client of life which is, I don't know, let's just say, I don't know, let me, the Essence Festival called me all of a sudden and was like, hey, can you do blah, 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 blah. And I said, yeah, I can. And they looked at my number and they were like, can you bring that down? I probably would say, yeah, Um, which is my number one reason why negotiating may be a good thing. If you are looking to work with a particular client, um, brand, business that could, you know, potentially step you up a notch in your business, um, put you on a pedestal, bring you recognition, provide future opportunities in the future, bringing your number down just for that opportunity could be very, very beneficial. So I know if I, if Essence called me tomorrow and they said, can you bring down the number and I was able to do it, I would look at that bringing my down, bringing down my number, um, whatever dollar amount that was as an investment into my business. So when you do take the number down, just look at it like an investment only because it really would be I would be able to say I have essence fest in my portfolio and I was able to work on this campaign and you know regardless of what your work produces that's going to be a successful event no matter what but then you get to put your stamp on that and say yes I helped produce Essence Fest, blah, 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 whatever year it is. And that gives you some clout. That gives you name in the game. That gives you recognition. So negotiating um, for that reason is, listen, I do it in a heartbeat. And sometimes you can't do that with any old person. And not to say that any other business is less valuable, but we all know that brand recognition is huge and that's the type of exposure that you would really want. One of um, So one client that I really, all right, I'm gonna take back what I was about to say, but I am gonna say this. So I did work the Ritz Carlton at one point in time and that opens eyes, opens ears, people, you know, start raising eyebrows. That captures attention when I say that. So I will negotiate with a high profile person in order to capture that business any day of the week and try to figure it out. Um, so that way I can put that in my portfolio. Another great reason to negotiate is really for customer service and customer relations. So for example, I was reading a Facebook post in a business group and somebody said, you know, if you had some uh, a price for a consultation fee and the person never followed up or never went through with it and then months later they decided to and your prices increased let's say the person asked you like hey the prices increased blah 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 um 
are these new rates? Can you bring me down? Um, I probably would say yes, only because now it looks like you care. You're providing a service. You are showing them that they mean something. And if it's a cons- consultation fee, I, I imagine it the price couldn't have gone up that much um, because, you know, it's only been a couple of months. But I look at that as an opportunity to save relationships and to close deals faster, which is number three on my list. And you know the person is still interested, so go ahead and throw them the hook so that way you can bring them in. Um, Now they like you, you're doing something for them, Um, they can see working with you in the future is going to be a breeze, but at the end of the day, you still got some cash and you got the potential client. And then what you wanna do now is do number three, close the deal. And I said in my response, when you close the deal, just notice, just note in that, you know, you know, we weren't able to catch up a couple of months ago. And if you're a service provider that help is going to help them finish business faster, now you got an example. You will no longer have to look at emails three and four months later and decide that you want to take advantage of it. Because working with me, you're going to be able to get to things much, much, much sooner. And I know that I'm the person for the job. So now you can use that as Um, an example of why working with you is going to be a really great reflection. So everything you do before you close that deal is a reflection of what that person is going to get, which is why you have to take care of them. And sometimes negotiating negotiating those small things for customer service or customer relations um, uh, issues is going to work wonders for you. Um, You could even, and there's multiple ways to do it, and we'll talk about this in the next episode, but it could be discounting the first month. It could say, you know, my price is 1,000, you can only afford 800. Well, we'll just not do four posts a week, we'll do three posts a week. I don't know. There's different ways that you can do it so that the person feels good. And like I said, if you're already putting out the high number and then bringing them down to the number that you really want, y'all won which is reason number four. It creates this win-win situation. So let me skip back to number three real quick. Sometimes in your sales funnel, you have people who will sit and sit and sit and sit, and there's many, many different reasons why that person may sit. A big reason they may sit is because they have to go through three and four other people to get the approval. So they might have to go through a senior vice president, they might have to go through the finance department and accounting, the CEO, everybody's eyes got to look at it, everybody's signature got to go on the paperwork, and that can take a long time. They also may be at capacity as well, like they're not just twirling their thumbs looking to hire people, they have things to do as well. Um, So they're sitting there doing other work and then eventually they will come back to you. Number three, they may have thought that they were able to do what you said you were going to do on their own and now their ass is running back to you. Seen it before, it's happened. I know that some people just come back after they realize, oh crap, I couldn't do this myself. And that's a tip for people who put together plans and then they see that sometimes a client might run with that work and do it. They can't do the work like you can, boo. Don't be scared. They'll run back to you, okay? Even if they hire somebody in another department to carry out the plan that you wrote, they're going to come back. And if they don't, guess what? They fail. So don't be scared to do that. Anyway. You can close a deal faster when you do provide those little touches of customer service, aka discounting or negotiating some prices along the way. And then number four, I'm just bringing this back again, it creates this win-win situation. You won, 
especially if you went with a higher number because you came back and you still got what you originally wanted in the first place. They won because they feel like, oh, I got a good deal. And I'm about to get all of this for this little bit of money that I just paid because I negotiated down and I pat myself on the back and I feel good about myself because I knew how to talk somebody down. Okay, boo, we hear you. I'm gonna let you feel that way. But at the end of the day, they feel like they won and you won as well when you're coming into negotiating. So all that's to say is there is value in negotiating and do not be scared to do it. You just have to be strategic about it. Um, and also know if you are the person that is going to ask for a negotiating for a negotiation, just know when it is appropriate to ask for a negotiation. And if someone says no, it's okay if they say no. It's all right. Sometimes they can't budge. Sometimes you're not going to be able to budge. And that is a-okay. Because later on in the future, when they realize the person that can budge may not be doing as well of a job or they didn't have any money set aside right now, they're going to find those dollars to come back to you in the future and do it the right way. So get over the fear of, I can't do this, or they're going to say no, or... They're not going to give me what I want because the last thing you want to do is to just uh, throw out a, a small number because you want to win and they get over on you and then you're looking at it three months later and you're like, oh my God, I'm doing all of this work for this little bit of money. Now you're frustrated. Now you're at capacity. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking to myself here. Just, just deal with it on this little rant. But... Now you're at capacity and you're dealing with a whole bunch of clients who um, don't pay enough for what you're doing and there may be some headaches along the way and you feel undervalued, but that's because you undervalued yourself. You didn't put the right price tag on yourself. It is totally okay to ask for what you want because out there somewhere in the universe, in a different city maybe, or a different market, or even a different corner in your own city, there are people paying for what you want or paying other people the price that you want to, to be paid. So a, real, a really negotiating just starts with getting over the fear of hearing the word no and getting over the fear of asking for what you really, 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 really want. All right, so I'm gonna leave you with that. We'll come back in the next episode about how you can negotiate or the best tips and practices, tools, skills, resources in order to negotiate, um, such as the price list that I had in front of me and the one that I talked about today about giving them the high number and then bringing it down. Um, we'll talk about obstacles and barriers, um, ways to barter to bring out the negotiation. You know, I just did a shimmy with that. And we'll talk later. I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to Referrals and Rants. Remember, if you found this of value, please share with one or two friends that could use the information. If you have ideas about future episodes or you have questions, feel free to send them over to referralsandrants at gmail.com and follow me, your host, Antoinette Minor, on all social media platforms at Antoinette K Minor or, sorry, on Twitter at Antoinette-TYP. Something like that. You know where to find me, AntoinetteMinor.com. And I look forward to having you on another episode of Referrals and Rants.